Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Happy Valentine's Day. It's your host, Courtney Robertson here. Welcome back to After Reality. And today is about love. I love love. But I didn't always love Valentine's Day. I actually really didn't enjoy it for a long time when I was single until I shifted my mindset. And we talk about that today. Today's guest is a dating expert, Jen Burton, the podcast host of Single Smart Female. We are going to talk about the best dating apps, going back to the drawing board, attracting high quality suitors, and learning how to date and explore your romantic possibilities sexual timelines, how long should you wait before you hop in the sack, it's all in there and I sure hope you enjoy this episode and like Jen says, next year at this time, you could be in a much different place if you're single and hell, if you're single, enjoy it because it can all happen so quick and I hope everybody has a great day filled with love and loving on yourself as well. All right. Hello, lovers. Today's guest is helping people all over the world create incredible love lives. She is the podcast host of Single Smart Female. It's your romantic fairy godmama, Jen Burton. Hey. Hey. Thanks for coming So excited back. to be here. Oh, I'm oh so, my pleasure. So happy to have. I love, I've been listening to your podcast for so long now and I thought for Valentine's Day, this would be a great day to bring you back and talk about all things online dating. And you just have your wealth of knowledge. So, you know, it's a new year. When I was single on Valentine's Day, I'd always get a little blue. I mean, starting in January, you go to the grocery store and it's just like so in your face. Like to me, I always felt like, oh, this is just like a reminder that I'm I'm so single. But um, I remember I'd always like try to do something nice for myself, like or whether it be ordering in or making a nice meal, buying myself flowers, like Miley Cyrus says, uh, maybe you get a nice bottle of wine, but uh, just love on yourself if you're single. And, you know, I always say it's a Hallmark holiday, but it's still it's it's a day for love. And, you know, it's so hard. I wanted to do this episode because I have a lot of single friends and I get asked constantly, like, how do I meet somebody? I have singles uh, that follow me that will ask me, like, how'd you meet your husband? And so I'm so, so glad to have some insight from an expert today. You know, I had a friend of mine just tell me the other day that she's like, I think I need to start posting more thirst traps. So I really wanted to dive deeper into the world of modern dating, how we can make, you know, maybe online dating more fun and just, yeah. So I kind of wanted to start there, dating app advice. I know you've done a lot of this on your podcast, talking about make sure you have great photos and, but maybe it would be inspiring to somebody who experiences fatigue on the dating apps because let me tell you I would go on Bumble and then I would delete it like the next day it was just so overwhelming and (laughs) I wish I had you in my life to give me advice because it sounds like you're you're a fan of dating apps 
I am. I am a definite fan of dating apps and we can we can dive into that. But I also recognize that most women aren't a fan of dating apps and that's okay too. But I'm gonna I'm going to slowly um convince you differently because there's a lot of potential there. But I do want to say, Courtney, I mean, I think what you did for yourself around Valentine's Day, I, I wanna, you know, recommend those things for women. You know, treat yourself in a great way during that time instead of feeling well, you're going to you're going to have an underlying feeling of ah, oh, I just would like to be with somebody already. But if you kind of take a couple steps back from it and said, you know what, this is definitely a Hallmark holiday, no doubt whatsoever. Um, any and I think it's starting to spread throughout the world, but specifically if you live with in the United States, it's very very commercialized, just like any holiday is, just like. Um, uh, Cinco de Mayo or other holidays that we right. were borrowing and and we're we're just commercializing it. So it's somebody um, making money off of it. And yes, they they are. This is a specific specifically tough one for singles at times. But make it as fun as possible. Okay. Um, just because you're single now, and remind yourself, just because you're single now doesn't mean that that can't change within a matter of a few months. And um, that's really important to acknowledge because. Like my single life went from uh, really crappy to absolutely amazing to with somebody exclusively within four months. It changes very, very quickly. So do your best to just spoil yourself a little during this time and um, keep on track with the things that like light you up. And I, I think that's excellent that you did that for yourself. Thank you. Yeah. My dad would send me a card with like a 20, 20 bucks and be like, go buy a bottle of wine and a lottery ticket. <laughs> <laughs> it's always nice when your friend you love up your friends too but you know maybe you take a bath maybe you do those romantic things for yourself and I did want to touch on social media obviously Instagram is my preferred platform but I personally you know my friend saying like oh I need to post more thirst traps and there's an age like range right now where I feel like that whether you're a social media influencer or you have a following but I used Instagram as was my tool for dating. But I remember mm -hmm. I would like post something on Instagram. Like I, I think it is good to kind of put out in the world like, hey, I'm I'm on the market. And mm -hmm. I think it was attractive to suitors too. Like, hey, I'm it's a solo date night for one. And to kind of just put it out there to attract some singles. I know you have a different relationship with social media, but I, I personally would, would like to, you know, I met my husband through Instagram. I messaged him first. And mm -hmm. But before that, I remember somebody gave me great advice and they're like, look at your friends' friends, even if it's on Facebook. Like you you just never know where you're going to meet somebody. And it's kind of a it's almost like a dating app because they can get a little quick peek into your in your into your life. Well, they can get a quick peek into your curated life. But um, I will say it's as much. I think I think social. I want to make it very clear that I might differ on using using social media, but it, I want to make it very clear: women do use social media all the time and have success outcomes like you do. Um, I personally think I, I like it a little more for uh, celebrities than I do the average woman, uh, not of necessarily celebrity status, but that's just a, a particular a particular thing because of the the dynamic in in social media. But yeah, absolutely it can happen. I do I do recommend though um online dating apps more more so than um than that. But you can, you're hundred percent correct. You can, especially when you have the right mindset going, you can meet someone anywhere. Anywhere. 
oh, I meet cute. I'm such a romantic. I'm like, I, I remember on my dating app, my sister's a wordsmith. She helped me write like a pretty cool bio. Mine used to just say, hey, why not? And I'm like, mm. she's like, this is not sending the right message. And so <laughs> she wrote it for me and she's an attorney. And it was like, I've been, I'm tired of waiting for you to bump into, you know, bump into me at Whole Foods. And she helped me write like, you know, if you like watching Dateline and ordering in, you came to the right place. Like she helped me in a humorous way, you know, kind of reminded me of things that I really like and what I'm looking for. And mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many messages um, I got from guys like I'd bump my shopping cart into you. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I wanted to ask you, Jen, is there I know you deal with a lot of um, single smart females, but is there a preferred dating app that you recommend? Because there's so many. There's Hinge, there's Raya, there's Bumble. I think Tinder is now kind of known to be more of a hookup app. But just off the top of your head, is there one that your clients have had more success with? Is it Match.com? Okay. So this goes back to the premise of, um, and so I have a formula definitely, but it goes back to the premises. You really can meet someone anywhere. So um, if we re rewind for a second, I do teach something called mantraage dating, which is about meeting your forever man by dating multiple men at one time, kind of the, the premise of bachelorette. Mm -hmm. And, um, but in a much healthier way, in a much healthier <laughs> setting. And um, so I honestly, on the there's very few um, apps I don't recommend. Again, I'm not a huge fan of social media, especially not Facebook um, for meeting, but not that it doesn't happen. So let me make that very clear. I do recognize that it happens. But if you're going to go through the effort, which I think you should, of learning to do this and learning to use online dating as an incredible tool, um, then there, yeah, I, I have a lot of clients that have a lot of, I, I suggest doing at least two paid sites. No, sorry, one to two paid sites. I definitely think you should be on a paid site and then having a couple sites that are not paid sites that could be just apps. I like what I call long form versus short form. Much better. Every I know they're pushing towards more towards short form, but I don't think it's giving us the outcomes that we really, really want in dating. And um, what the what the companies are doing are just kind of trying to appease our uh, instant gratification mode. But it doesn't. You need to know what you're doing if you want to have better outcomes on these apps. So all of these apps can technically work because again we're going back to the premise you can meet someone anywhere it's the intention the effort that you put into the beginning part of it and then learning some of the engagement techniques that are really really helpful um i personally if, if you want to get down to the nuts and bolts of it you know you having who was it that you said rewrote your profile my sister your sister that was phenomenal. That was, you know, uh, I, I definitely write profiles differently, but that was a phenomenal start. And then all of a sudden you're getting a lot more engagement and probably more interesting engagement because too many women put up what I call a whatever profile, which means they just, they don't know how to talk about themselves. They don't really know what they're truly interested in. They're really afraid of seeming either too arrogant or too boring or too this or too that. So they just throw something up as fast as they can and say, okay, let's just see if this works. That doesn't work a lot, mm -hmm. okay? And that's why women are starting out so frustrated. So so there's a couple things. When you look at 
um, when, a, when a man is deciding how to engage with a woman, the first thing he sees is the picture, which I definitely, you know, I, I teach women to do their pictures differently and they actually get prof professional pictures done in, co in combination with candidates. But they, your picture is the first thing they see and that's what, how they decide whether or not they're going to open the profile. But the profile is what determines whether a high quality man is willing to actually connect with you and contact with you, contact you, which it gives him an idea or a feeling, a description and a picture, basically you're, you know, men are very visual. It, it draws a picture with your words of what it feels like to spend time with you. And too many women are not putting any amount of effort into this. And this is why it's leading to crap date after crap date after crap date and overwhelm and frustration and feeling like this is never going to happen for them. When, if they took some steps back, and you want to talk about overwhelm, if you're super overwhelmed with online dating or social media, shut that stuff down right now. Mm -hmm. Just cancel all of your subscriptions and your accounts and go back to the drawing board. Because if you set it up differently, you're going to have a significantly different experience. I think that that is, you've said so much in here. I'm, I'm actually taking notes. I love that you said a high quality man, because when I was on there, there was a lot of, I mean, in my day, people would be like, send nudes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, there is some people that just go on the, I think the free ones, especially, I love that you mentioned, you know, a paid one, because then I feel like if you're paying for something that shows intention, that you yeah. really are looking you know, to find the one. And it also, you have skin in the game, right? Um, yes. And, you know, my favorite one was Hinge. I really liked Hinge. Uh, and I would recommend, like you said, like uh, writing a little in-depth about yourself. Maybe you have a friend help you do it because sometimes you just need that little push. And, mm -hmm. but I was on and off so much. So a little friendly advice is save that in a notes in case you get frustrated or maybe you have a bad date and you just delete it. So if you decide yeah. to go back on, you'll have your bio ready to go. Absolutely. And what I would do actually, you know, pull right now, if you're frustrated, if, if, if you're pissed off at the world, if you're pissed that you're single again on Valentine's Day, just pull everything down for right now. And just let's start over from scratch. Learn how to do this differently because you need that different outcome. And a lot of times different outcomes um, especially with online dating, it's it, some people say it's just like a two a two percent shift in order for things to move in the right direction. On most things, yes. On things that you've invested years and years in doing, but actually, but online dating is something that most women don't invest much time in and don't invest in getting it right in. So that's something you want to go back to the drawing board on. And there's so many pieces that of you that need to be in that uh, that online dating profile to to attract the right person. Now, I also want to rewind and and, and the, the other thing is to understand that online dating is one tool. Going back to what you said originally, which was you can meet somebody anywhere. Learning to date is something that you actually need to do. You actually learn it's something to practice because you're exploring your romantic possibilities. And most of us, like we discussed in our last um episode together we have no clue what we truly want we think we know exactly what we want but we really don't we don't know how to even um describe it down to the detail what it feels like what it looks like we've maybe seen glimpses of glimpses of it here and there but it's not matching up with what we're actually seeing and we don't know all the things that we're attracted to that leads to long-term attraction and long-term love so 
if you understand that this is one tool and it's one of the best tools because it does have the highest percentage of single available men right there in front of you and you know you're not having to decipher on social media if like like you do on social media whether or not they are broken up or if they're with somebody if they're in the in between all the time it's it's a lot more clear on dating apps um you are going to be able to let your brain relax put something together that's nice and start dating in a way that actually can be a lot of fun dating doesn't have to be this this like chore it can be something it can be an experience that not only lifts you up meanwhile and it really clues you into who you are romantically it gives him the space to come closer and closer so you're not having these crappy outcomes over and over again you're learning to receive besides always giving and yeah it takes a lot more work right at the beginning and you're we're doing what I tell my clients we're front loading right now but Mantourage dating specifically, which is dating more than one man at a time till you meet your forever man. Mantourage dating specifically is a lifestyle, not just an activity that you have to check off the list. Mm. Oh, I love it, Jen. And you know, if if you haven't listened to my first episode with Jen, I talked about how I was accidentally mantourage dating. I changed my ways because I was like a serial monogamist and I jump into a relationship head first. And like they always say, anything with a fever can get sick. But I was I was dating multiple people at once. I was like, I am not going to get into a serious relationship until I know we're on the same page. And I used to look at dating as like a chore. And I was like, and I think it goes back to what you talk about a lot, Jen, which is your mindset while dating. And if you can shift that. But if you are putting a pin in it. It's a great time. I know you talk a lot about uh, to explore what really you want romantically, what turns you on, what's important to you. And like you said, a lot of the times we don't really know. It's like, okay, maybe this is a little closer to that. But when I was mantrage dating, I found that it gave me a lot of confidence because I wasn't putting all my eggs in one basket. And I was letting people spoil me and take me to nice dinners and and, uh, you know, I did want to ask you before I, it flees my mind. Um, I don't want to get too far ahead because I have a, a little list here. Where there's just so much that we have to talk about. <laughs> but, um, you know, you talk about how long should you talk before meeting up? And do you talk on the phone? I had a friend who primarily would do FaceTimes before even meeting up with somebody but um, for long-term attraction and being mentally stimulated, how long do you recommend talking to somebody online or on the phone, offline before meeting up in person? Okay, so I recommend a minimum of two weeks of regular contact. Now, this is not overwhelming contact because a lot of times what happens, especially when we first like somebody, we start talking to them so much that um, we're staying up to all hours of the night and we're, we're running on fumes trying to take care of the rest of our life because, and, and it's fine for a bit because we're, we're also running on adrenaline because it's exciting, but then you get to that first date and it's nice for a while, but then it all of a sudden kind of fizzles out. So what I recommend is women actually, you know, dedicating an hour, an hour and a half most to actually engaging, mm. um, every day, every other day, if you need to take a little break, take three days off, there's nothing wrong with that. There is like an entire beautiful system to this to make this not overwhelming, but definitely minimum of two weeks. I've had women talk to somebody for 
four months before they decided they wanted to meet them. There's no hard and fast rule about how long before you meet them. There is a hard and fast rule about actually investing the time. You need to qualify these men to see whether or not they're interesting enough, which is why I also teach women how to engage and and what the actual questions they need to ask besides the, does everything that you like line up with what I like, which is great, but it's not everything. Um, and trying to see who these people are, this person is before you even agree to a first date with them. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, and you know this, Courtney, is men want to meet right away. They all do. Why? Because they think they need to assess chemistry as quickly as possible. Now, I hear a lot of women say the exact same thing. And I ask them, how is that working out for you? Are you still dating year after year in in not finding the relationship you want? It is a something that can work. It's one of those things that can work, but often doesn't work. Take some time up front invest in the conversation. If they tell you that they don't want a pen pal, you say, okay, I'm not looking for a pen pal either, but I am looking for a really great connection and first date. And so far I haven't found that that happens by having a couple of exchanges and then just meeting right away. So um, I wish you the best. If you changed your mind and would like to engage and see what happens, you don't have to tell them a minimum of two weeks. You do not have to dictate like, or you have to illustrate exactly how, what your plan is with them. It's just, it's something you're going to go along. Um, we do the women I work with, I, I do give them a specific structure that they can, they can use to go uh, back and forth. So they have kind of a timeline so that they can really gauge whether, is this guy actually interesting? You know, if he's interesting here, yeah, he may, um, he's more likely to be interesting in person. Now, he, I will say he still may be a little nervous when he first meets you and he may not come across um, as confident because he gets caught in your beauty, but you'll have a much, much better gauge of whether or not that and um, this is somewhere you can start or some somebody you could start to enjoy and have fun with, which is a great basis for long-term chemistry versus just that that real hardcore chemical um, attraction at the beginning. And then that chemical attraction can also develop along the way. And so I don't want my ladies, my ladies aren't allowed to meet anybody under two weeks and very, very, very rare. Like that's a very high level dating experiment to do. And you have to be, you have to have um, a level of confidence that is truly unshakable and you need to know what you're doing. Most women don't have both of those two factors going on at the same time. Um, but I, I do require my women, especially as they're learning the process, they need to spend at least two weeks getting to know each other and they need to learn how to um, like pace that conversation as well so that they're not on the phone or um, talking constantly. Now you asked, okay, your specific question was, can you talk? Yes, on the phone. Absolutely. Um, some of my women do voice notes. Some of my women have conversations. They keep the conversations about 20 to 30 minutes instead of having these hour after hour long or multiple hour long conversations and, and do it that way. You can also do FaceTime. There's nothing wrong with any of that. There's not a specific formula that has to be used every single time. If I have women who they only like to write, so they do it that way. There's nothing wrong with that either. So there's different formulas dependent on who the woman is that's doing that. And it's what you want, not what he wants, but what you want. I like it. You're in the driver's seat. And I 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Gotta say, it probably builds excitement, uh, you know, leading up to it. And it builds a ton of excitement. I can guarantee you that. Oh, that is like, how romantic is that? I love, I love it. But then, you know, there's also the guys that lead with, you know, a different head and they want to Netflix and chill. And there are women that, you know, the Netflix and chill. And, you know, you talk about kind of scheduling out your dates and figuring out like doing an activity. Um, You know, I, when I was single, a lot of times people would be like, oh, what are you watching? You know, it's just a common thing. Like, well, why don't you come over and watch Game of Rose or Game of, oh, that's my producer, Uh, you know, watch one of your favorite (laughs) series together or start doing that. But I always tried to avoid that because then you are putting yourself in a vulnerable situation to where it could lead to some hanky panky, maybe a little bit too soon. Especially if you add alcohol to that equation. So yes. yes. Um, and there's nerves with, mm-hmm. uh, with, with dating and man, I've had guys get drunk and spill bottles of wine on my couch. And, and that's oh, the other no. thing. What if they get too drunk and then they're like, I can't drive home. And, you know, I just, I, so you talk about like activities or scheduling, scheduling out your dates and don't do anything last minute. Would, would you say that that would help kind of help you get to know somebody without having to sleep with them right away? Oh, definitely. And and if you have a guy that keeps pushing for the other, you know, I always say if you have an overly sexually overly sexual guy who keeps pressing you for sex and you're not ready yet, they, it, sex is at your pace as well. Um, because women need more in order to be truly turned on and connected and they need to feel safer. And if you have somebody that just keeps pressing you and keeps pressing you and isn't res- respecting what you want um, or ha- have to shared with him, then just free him. I say free him to the overly sexed masses. There are plenty of women out there that um, will oblige him. And he is not your problem, and it's not a good fit. You are looking for the guy that's willing to go along this fun journey with you. If he's not, why would? Why do you think he would go on a lifelong journey with you and go through the ups and downs if he can't do something as simple as date you? And that's the mistake we're making as women is we think we're going to lose them. So we are going by whatever they set out for us. You know, the Netflix Netflix and chill. Netflix Mm -hmm. and chill is the most incredible date after you've been with somebody for a while. Okay. It is not the most incredible first one to three or even one to five dates. Okay. And I want women to have more self-respect than that. I want them to know that they're worth that. And even if you're, um, I mean, I've had women who've come to me in their forties and still are virgins and they, they think that nobody really wants them. And I want you to know that it has a lot to do with how you felt about yourself historically, how you've shown up in this dating process. And that can all be torn down. Yes. There are no matter what, there is somebody amazing to love you. 
And you do not have to go along with whatever society dictates are the dating protocols right now. You can learn how to mentorage date and do it in a way that opens you up to a world of romantic possibilities and a world of love. Mm, I think that that is going to be really inspiring. And a lot of people need to hear that, Jen. And I know you do some workshops and stuff. So I encourage everybody to, you know, maybe mentorage dating isn't for everybody. I've done it. And I think it ultimately led me to my husband. I really, really do. And then I came across your podcast. And I mean, you cover a lot of topics. I mean, even once you have it and how to keep it fresh, and that could be a whole other episode. But I really hope that this helps helps people to kind of maybe take a new approach. Maybe you do have burnout, but get excited. Dating is fun. And you know, I always looked at it as like, maybe I'll make a friend or <laughs> I definitely have some really great stories. That's for sure. And you yes. did, you did mention like it can happen so quickly. So, you know, I was starting to lose hope. I would sometimes be feeling great about it. And then there's, it ebbs and flows, right? You might have a mm -hmm. bad date and then you might get like the wind knocked out of you and, you know, uh, any tips for like remaining confident? You know, I have a lot of women asking me, like, how do you remain so confident? Um, I think that that's a huge part of like feeling good to want to be flirty and to go out and put your best foot forward. And um, I, I just wanted to ask you if you have any tips for women. Okay, well, first off, can I put this back on you? Because I know these women are asking this, but I, I want to hear it as well. What's your response? How, how did you during The Bachelor stay confident? Was mm. it, um, I'm curious, was it, confidence most of the time or were you able to feign confidence at times when you needed to well absolutely yeah I faked it till I made it uh I I, I remember my friend before I left for filming she's like if you have to cry cry in the shower and um <laughs> yeah. you know it was like running a marathon it's definitely not a sprint and that's such a good analogy for finding the one and not jumping into things too quickly but uh for me, I was really lucky. I was raised by a really strong woman and she was a Leo and very bold and confident and outspoken, almost too outspoken at times. <laughs> but she always taught me like, be a leader, not a follower, like a free thinker and don't just go with the masses. So that that was ingrained in me. It's in my DNA. But for me, if I, I'm not feeling like my best self, if I'm not sleeping well or I'm not taking good care of myself, then my I feel my confidence going down. So for me, there's certain things like even if it's just taking a walk around the block, if it's listening to an empowering podcast such as yours or music that really kind of kind of boosts my my mood, that those are little steps like when my confidence is drained that I I know how to get myself to being fully recharged, I guess is the best way to put it. Did you know that during the time during during the show or was that something you learned afterwards? Oh yeah, I knew it before the show. Okay. Yeah, cool. I, I knew that going in before the show. And, um, you know, I always say, like, I never focus on dates. Um, putting like I used to run out initially and buy like an expensive outfit and, you know, run around all day doing all these things to like, put my best foot forward on first dates. And then I realized like, that's I'm letting my I'm setting myself up for disappointment. It's like, then it doesn't go well. And you're like, man, I just bought this expensive outfit. And so I changed my mindset with that. And I just always try to focus on doing my hair and makeup. And okay. that's something that you don't have to spend a lot of money on. Mm -hmm. But I always feel confident when, you know, I always had acne growing up. So getting a, a healthy skin ritual to where, you know, I mean, that's what they're really looking at. Most guys don't really focus too much on fashion anyway. <laughs> 
No, they, most of them do not care about fashion. Um, I, I think one of the, some of the ways that you handle that is beautiful. And, and I think it's interesting to note that you were in an, actually in a high pressure dating situation. There aren't really truly high pressure dating situations in average life. And, um, so, you know, you being able to do what you did, uh, this says a lot about you and your character, but, um, for the, the average lady, um, what I want you to know is that again, most dating, when you learn to do it in a way that is helpful to you. So we're so focused on what we think men want that we, um, we learn a lot of things about men that aren't actually true. And we, we keep hyper-focusing on what they want. And then getting pissed off at them for what they want because we don't feel like we can meet that expectation or that expectation just aggravates us or that, but it's a, it's a false expectation. So yeah, you need to refill. You're not going to be perfect all the time. So this notion that you're always going to be, um, completely you're charged so, and ready to yeah. go. Yeah. That, that just doesn't truly exist. And so start from there, start from that acknowledgement and it, it is okay. I liked what you did, which is, you know, I have lots of tools that I help women with to get to this. And in fact, I've had a lot of women with social anxiety that their social anxiety has dropped significantly because they learn to do things on their terms in a way that doesn't make them feel like they're being a bitch to everybody else. So you, um, you did something, you made it simple. You do not to go out on a first date, have to have a new outfit, a new, guys truly don't care about all that. What you need is to do the bare minimum that makes you feel good about yourself. And for some women, you know, they go, they go to the extreme and they put a lot of money in it, but they're feeling bad because they spent so much money that maybe they didn't have. And so they've got that in the back of their head and they've already, you know, beauty doesn't have to be extraordinarily expensive. Also, um, you don't have to wear outfits that, that are so sexy that you can't move. So yeah, that's the other thing. You need to be comfortable on a date. You can look super cute without, you know, being uncomfortable. And that's truly important too, because that boosts your confidence. Um, having a really, really special event, save all the, the stuff that's uncomfortable for if that's stuff that you like for special, like really, truly special events, not for dating. Guys do not need that on a first date. Okay. And or even any dates, unless unless you guys are doing a special event together and you can your confidence is going to wane and that's OK. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to walk into somewhere in order to have a great date being hyper confident. Um, you can walk in there saying, you know what, I really like who I am, which is why I love the online dating process, because the way I teach it helps women discover who they are and feel really good about who they are already. They and then they just add the component of getting ready and um and they do it in a way that feels good to them. They can listen to music that inspires them, they can have fun, they can talk to their girlfriends, they can shoot the stuff and um just have a blast before they go. Oh, and they like, can oh, your pre-date rituals. Yes, you can do your pre-date rituals and then you know, keep your date shorter. That's another thing is a lot of us are going into these three to five to six hour dates and because we think we have to, because we're having a great time and it's, it's emotionally too much. It's too much energy for, you know, for the start. And then we are on this really big high and then we have this huge crash afterwards. So if you make your date shorter and you're just getting to know somebody and having fun with them for a certain amount of time and not having to go Netflix and chill with them afterward, 
after then you're going to have a different different experience with them. I also recommend only going out with the same person two times in a week. Ooh, um, that's a start one, Jen. Yes, yeah. As you're practicing and understanding like your schedule in order to really thrive in dating and to not get disenchanted, you have to have a life outside of dating. You have to, you know, have things that light you up. You still need to date your friends. Now, this doesn't have to be like this perfect scenario. I don't want everybody to think I have to get this perfect, like my my schedule absolutely perfect in order for me to enjoy this. That's not true. Um, but you need to date your friends. You need to date your family. You need to date yourself. Like we were talking about earlier, doing things for yourself, even during dating, even if you have men doing things for, for you, which, which will happen when you learn to become what I called an adored woman and mantraj date the right way. You, you still need to ground yourself and all that. And you don't need to be going out every single night and you need some downtime too, in order to feel sane so that you can take care of other things in your life that, are important as well. Oh, that's beautiful. And you know, it kind of goes back to what I was saying, like what I need to do to recharge because I can't pour from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. And I I do, I have a life coach I've worked with for years and I, she really helped me steer me in the right direction. When I was dating, I was attracting a certain type of guy, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of guys that had alcohol issues. And she's like, Courtney, you, why do you keep hanging out with this guy? Like, you know, there's a bear in that cave, but yet Every time he calls, you're just like, I'm on my way. And you just go running back into that cave and, and there's a bear in there. Uh, but, she, you know, she said you put so much pressure on yourself to be your best self all the time. And, you know, part of it, when I met my husband, I just had a totally different approach. I showed up in Converse and my old jeans and he loved it. He was like, oh, my I gosh. I probably thought that was hot as hell. He did. He's like, oh, my God, you're wearing Converse. And I didn't break the bank. Um but I also like when you talk about like taking that time to do things for yourself, you know, I used to go to movies by myself. I think that confidence is a muscle that you can learn how to flex. And, mm -hmm. you know, for me, I get a lot of recharge by watching like comedy and uh, putting those. What's like, your little, favorite? What's oh, your favorite? Gosh, I just I love stand up comedy, um, but also do, just, do you like impractical jokers. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's something you have to try. It's something my husband and I love together. It's just, it's so silly and so hilarious all at the same time. Oh, okay. I just, I wrote that down because I really need some good shows. But, you know, I, I remember my dad used to wake up in the morning. My mom was so funny. And before they even woke up, he would say like, I would always try to think of things to make your mom laugh that morning. But, and I think that goes into comedy. I, you know, I've had friends that are comics and they sit down and they write jokes and I'm not saying that you need to show up and have, you know, an act, but no, you don't. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. But I do think like, even if it's just like forming your opinions on what's going on in pop culture or what's going on in the world and taking that time to like recharge for me, I could, I love watching like movies, comedy, and then you can like kind of pull some fun lines. Like if you're shy, you know, you can kind of draw that from some, some movies that inspire you. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the so, way, for my ladies who don't think shyness is sexy, there are a lot of men who love, love, love shy girls. Really? Yes. Absolutely. That's, that's kind of nice. Well, I also, um, I remember a friend of mine that was, he was married and he said that he loved the th quality he loved so much about his wife is that she needed him, that she would be like, I need help with this. And I think when you've been single so long, you're so used to doing things on your own. And mm -hmm. I dated a guy and he was like, you're just so self-sufficient. Like, let me take care of you a little bit more. So 
I, I always ask my husband for help. And, and I think that goes back to being vulnerable too, especially as you know, once you have kids and you have your person, you really have to have that communication of like, Hey, don't you see me? I'm pulling, I'm bringing all the groceries in. Like, can I get a hand here? I mean, that's just one example. So yeah, that's one of the biggest breakdowns in modern day dating and feminism is that we believe to be a feminist. That means we can never need anybody's help. And men are wired. They're, uh, you know, that's their lineage is to be providers. And it doesn't mean they have to provide for you, but they, they need a space in your life where it's not that you have to need them. It's that you're willing to ask to, for their help yes. and stuff. And, um, so yeah, I, I'm constantly asking my husband because once you be, especially once you become a mother, but even before then there's just so many pieces to life and you can have it all, but you cannot do it all. And we have to, as women, just accept that if you truly want to be happy. And I think th that's part of the epidemic of, um, and I'm not saying all, so nobody needs to get really mad, mad at me about this, but mm -hmm. it's part of the epidemic of depression and anxiety and things is that we're, we, we feel responsible for all the things. And the truth is, is you were pushing women towards having it all, but not acknowledging that that's actually, there's not enough time in the day to, to, for you to be responsible for all those tasks to have it all. You can have it all, but there has to be delegation. There has to be, you know, people involved beside you because we're not an Island. We women are not an Island and we are amazing and incredible, but we require help to live out our dreams fully. And if we can just be okay with that and realize that men aren't, um, they don't think less of us if we need help and they actually enjoy being there because men, that's what they want is they want to be able to contribute to your happiness. Now we all know they can't make you happy. That's our choice whether or not we're happy. They cannot make you happy, but they can contribute to it. And they're wired to want to make us happy. If you give them a place to contribute to that, you're you've just let them up you've just made them happy because they're they want that they not only would like you know they're wired to provide so you give them an outlet for that without actually having to provide but you give them an you know you give them a place and you teach them how to contribute to your happiness oh yes that is so well said and that is something that you can apply ongoing once you find the one and like you said it can happen so quickly so all of you single smart human beings out there, you know, it can really happen quickly. And then the next thing you know, you're you're in it and you're with your person. So enjoy, enjoy the ride, as cliche as that sounds. Yes. And if if um your listeners would like to start to learn how to mantraj date properly, I do offer a free course, a free three-day course on mantraj dating. And they can go to mantaragedating.com. And now if you're wondering how to spell mantraj, that's M-A-N T-O-U-R-A-G-E dating.com. Oh, I love, I wish I had you in my life when I was single, but I accidentally bumped into mantrage dating on my own. But I, I really would encourage you guys to go even just start there. You got to start somewhere. It's a new year. And just think a year from now, how, what your life could be so different um, if that's something that you really are seeking. So, uh, Thank you so much, Jen, for hopping on with me. I would I would love to come on your podcast sometime and maybe co-host with you. I'm That's very, happening soon. I'm very I, excited. Well, you guys, I will make sure to talk about that when that happens because this is a topic I feel very passionately about. Hell, I went on a show to find love. I mean... <laughs> 
I was like, I wanted it so bad. Courtney, how did you know you're my dream co-host? I didn't know. I just, I'm so glad I found you. I don't even know I found you. It was meant to be. The stars aligned. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Well, happy Valentine's Day. What is your honey bunny going to do for you? What do you guys normally do on Valentine's Day? We're uh, an after Valentine's Day kind of family. Uh, just just because I, as much as I love, love Valentine's, I want to represent love at other times as well. So we are going on a very short getaway um, that's conducive to our current schedule and and having some uh, fun romantic time. Our, our romantic time is usually more fun stuff like uh, adrenaline rush kind of stuff things like that mm, that's kind of that's kind of sexy too <laughs> how about you by the way you know what last year we did a staycation my husband works for the government so he gets a uh, really great government rates at the local hotels and so we'll get that's my nice. mother-in-law for the night it's easy to feel like passing ships in the night when you have two kids that you're getting off to school and to be in the quiet together and, and reconnect and be intimate is it's always fun to have a little hotel sex yep Hotel sex is the best. And I did want to tell, touch on, right before I let you go, one thing, and I don't know how you feel about this. I didn't really hear how long you think people should wait to hop in the sack when they're dating. Okay. Mm-hmm. I personally waited with my husband and the people I was dating leading up to meeting my husband because I just realized if I did that too soon with somebody, it, it never, it, like you said, how did that work out for you? But, um, you know, and some guys will say, it doesn't matter if we hook up on the first date. It doesn't change the way I feel about you. So I guess I wanted to say that when I got to that point, like we females have needs too. And (laughs) I had a really great vibrator and I never felt like, oh my gosh, I have to have sex because I always took care of myself on the side. (laughs) And yeah. And I, I know that's not for everybody, but I just wanted to throw it out there. Hell, I might even take it out, but as a rule of thumb it's great during pregnancy just fyi oh my gosh yes it is i told my husband i'm like gosh i'm just so horny feel better like you that also helps with your confidence but uh maybe it's a pheromone thing but what would you say a rule of thumb is like how long would you suggest waiting okay so if if you're interested i think we should do another episode on this specific topic because this is is a really good topic and there's lots of different pieces to it but i'm gonna give a since you asked i'm gonna give just kind of a this is not a hard and fast rule right now, but if you are a woman, and to be honest, most women do feel this way. If you start feeling needy and clingy as soon as you have sex for the first time, and especially if you're having sex in under uh, five dates, then you need to be waiting longer. So your sexual time frame is significantly important. And what we're doing most of the time is honoring his sexual time frame instead because we're afraid we're going to lose his attention. And you're more likely when you're not honoring your sexual time frame to lose his um, if you have sex. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So now there's some women that have very, very short sexual time frames, but it's a lot fewer women than we we believe it is. So just rule of thumb, if it's not working the way that you want it to, and a guy it keeps kind of falling apart after you're having sex and you're feeling kind of needy and clingy, then you need to extend this and wait longer. Oh, Jen, thank you so much for sharing. I think I hope you guys all enjoyed. We'll have you back soon. And I, I, I just love what you're doing to help help everybody because I'm sure you've changed a lot of people's lives. Well, I really appreciate you having me and happy Valentine's Day, ladies. And this this is going to be a different year for you. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day. Bye, lovers.